federal employees are a step closer to a brand new paid parental leave benefit now that the House has passed the annual defense authorization bill. The Senate is supposed to consider it next week, and the president has already tweeted his support. Now, paid leave is the main attraction for the federal workforce, but there's a lot for civilian employees to like about this year's NDAA. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now in studio with what other federal workforce policies are tucked inside that 3,400-page bill. And, Nicole, uh, let's start with new benefit protections that they have now. What's going on? So this has actually been a priority for a bipartisan, bicameral group of lawmakers who wanted to get done some more protections for federal employees and their benefits in the event that the government shuts down again, which is unclear at this point as we sit here, Tom, on uh, in, in the middle of December. But what this would do is it would guarantee that, one, federal employees are able to add new dependents, new enrollees under their health insurance plans during a government shutdown. This was actually a problem during the last one where some of the HR employees who would typically process new dependents and enroll them into the federal employees' health benefits plan, they were furloughed and they couldn't get that done even though that was something that they were eligible to do. But because the government was closed, they couldn't. Got it. So those babies that might have been conceived last, say, Ides of March that are born right around this time of year, no matter what happens, they'll be covered. They will, in fact, be covered. The protections also really clear up any ambiguity about whether or not coverage for your health, dental, vision, life insurance, group insurance, all of that will continue in the event that the government shuts down in the future. There's some question over that. It's actually very complicated depending on what insurance. If you miss, let's say, two premiums, you're still covered. The government actually extended it last government shutdown because it continued for such a long time. So this really clears up any ambiguity and just says, look, you'll be fine if the government shuts down again. And there's also language in the NDAA about security clearances. There's a lot here on security clearances. So first things first, the bill would actually change the name of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence to the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. And that's because the Defense Department handles security clearances now. And we have a new agency called the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency that does this work. So the name has been changed to, I guess, expand to scope. It also requires the DCSA to report on a lot of different things. They want the agency to evaluate the authorities that they have and what they might need. They want them to look at their governance structure. Interestingly enough, they're asking for DCSA to plan how it will prioritize requests for security clearances from agencies and industry, which I think is interesting because DOD handles the bulk of this work now. They have the bulk of security clearances. Civilian agencies want to make sure they're not being left out. There's all kinds of reporting requirements in the NDAA, things on the backlog, the timeliness standards, how the Consolidated Adjudications Facility is doing, how how DCSA plans to get to the steady state of around 200,000 background investigations. They're very, very close right now, but they want more information on that. And then there's even more on top of all of this, Tom. The NDAA is asking the security executive agent, which is typically the director of the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, to instruct agencies to create an electronic portal so that human resources can actually track where these security clearances are in the process, which is a big deal because 
right now, agencies and industry arguably don't have a lot of insight into this process. They're also encouraging agencies to share their policies on vetting with industry. That's another big complaint from industry at this point. And perhaps even more importantly, there's language in this bill urging the president and Congress to prioritize the modernization of the personnel security framework and ensure that getting trustworthiness from your employees is really of the highest priority. This is all important because the administration is gearing up toward this trusted workforce 2.0 initiative that we've talked about. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and there's some language on congressional desire to have agencies give out interim clearances. So That's a really an arcane point here. It, it, it is, but it's important because as security clearances are still kind of taking a long time at this point, they're not really meeting those congressional standards. Agencies do already have the ability to put out interim clearances. And I think what this is all about is Congress just wants more insight into how that process works. I'll point out one final thing on the security clearance front, and that is that Congress wants agencies to really reduce and drastically reduce the number of periodic reinvestigations that they're doing. And in fact, they set a goal by December 31st, 2021, around 10% or even less than that of the cleared population should be on that periodic reinvestigation process. That'll again set the stage as DOD is enrolling more people into continuous evaluation. So a lot of this is really just, um, I think, clarifying some priorities that the administration has said it already has on security clearances. And is there language, I know you were almost wrapped up on that, but with respect to the mobility of employees that move from place to place that have security clearance and sometimes have to go through hoops to maintain it? Yes. Actually, Congress wants another report on this topic, something called clearance in person. So if you, Tom, for example, you worked for DOD, you had a security clearance, you retired, you wanted to work for industry, and maybe you still needed a security clearance, you could take that with you instead of needing to go through the whole process again. It's something the administration actually wants to do in Trusted Workforce 2.0. I think what Congress is asking for is a little bit more clarity and feasibility into how that would actually work. Wow. All right. Anything else that might be important to the federal workforce that really you would be surprised that it's in the NDAA, but if that's what it takes, that's the missile they've attached it to? Yes. Believe it or not, Tom, there is even more. Uh, There's some relief for relocating federal employees. This has been a concern for Senator Mark Warner. This actually came to light because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. It eliminated the deduction that federal employees could previously take to alleviate some of the costs of relocation because of their jobs. There's some language in there that would address that for them. There is a review of the probationary period at the Defense Department. DOD civilian employees have a two-year probationary period. Most of the rest of government has a one-year probationary period. And this has been a concept that's actually been under review from lawmakers. OPM actually wants it to be uh, lengthened at this point to two years. Several employee associations aren't quite sure how this would work, but they say that this review would give them more clarity onto that topic. And then finally, there is an extension of a waiver for reemployed annuitants. So what this does is it extends a benefit for federal employees who retire, are rehired by their agencies on a part-time basis. They can take their annuitant 
and their salary at the same time. Their part-time salary. Their part-time salary. I got an email from an agency earlier this morning asking for more information about this. When I responded, she said, this is good news. We have a whole group of people who this applies to, so this is good for them. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out the details in all of these matters in her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.